Thank you for rocking with the Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. It's your boy, Good Life underscore Russ. Thank you for tuning in every week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button for us. You can find us on Facebook at Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. You can find us on Instagram at Good Kickback. Yo, 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 what's up? This is a Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. It's your boy, Good Life Russ. Um, we come to you with another rendition of one of the greatest podcasts ever, where we talk about mental health, we talk about knowledge, we talk about wealth, we talk about the advancement of our culture and our generation, but we also talk about life skills, we talk about fun, we talk about money, all the things people are interested in. Um, I'm excited to be back. It's been a while. It's been a little bit. It's Since we've while. done this, <laughs> I didn't got on here and ran into y'all and told y'all how to get your mental health together. But since we actually had a conversation, it's been a while. It has. And this feels good. Welcome back, people. Y'all missed us. Absolutely. <laughs> we missed y'all. We missed you guys. Um, well, it's been a while since I've been on here. So allow me to please reintroduce myself. My name is Jess. Um, J to the E to the SS. That was horrible. Please. <laughs> I tried. Um, I committed and yeah. I did there, but <laughs> let's take it back. Uh, <laughs> but it's your girl, Jess. Um, I'm back. You can find me on Instagram at Jessica underscore XO underscore rabbit. Um, find me, uh, follow me. Let's, uh, let's start some stuff. Yeah. Some conversations. Right. And I'm good life underscore Russ on everything um everything just type it in you'll find me so we have a special guest and her name's tia because i forgot that fast how to say it so please <laughs> take the mic please hi everyone it's tia nisha that's t-i-a-n-i-s-h-a pain i'm from girls emerging into maturity i'm the founder of our organization hey everybody hey okay so I like to get straight into it. Um, explain like the the idea behind your organization. Like how how did you come with the, up with the inspiration and when did that get started? So back in 2015, Girls Emerging into Maturity was developed because I wanted to open a group home, but I wanted to have realistic curriculum and a mindset when I wanted to take on teams, what that would look like. So we, well, we, I, designed or I started writing for a group of girls that I've never even met yet the program didn't launch until 2017 okay nice so how's it been going we're five years into the game so writing for two years and then being active thank you for five years has been a blessing and a lot of lessons absolutely that is amazing was there any, not not times I would say that you wanted to turn around, but were there any times that it was a little tougher to, to push forward and keep going with the organization? Or how was it yes. five years? I would say yes. Back in 2019, we um, first expressed, well, we like to call them express yourself sessions. That's yeah. where we open up the community for girls ages 10 to 18. At first it was 12 to 18 to be a part of the express yourself events where we talked about mental health, creativity, making vision boards, just having open dialogue with our teams. 
So back in 2019, every three months, we will have express yourself sessions. And I wanted to have a, a location that we're constantly going to. So we were kind of bouncing around. We're doing it at the libraries, doing it at the Dayton Boys and Girls Club, and just trying to find locations and spaces. So back in 2019, the original um, CEO of that location left. And so we had to find a home. I was just talking about this earlier. So I started looking or going to other organizations who had like bases, went to the Victory Project with Mr. Monty. He's amazing, but that was an all boy group. So they were like, uh, no, I'm sorry. But he didn't just say no. He passed me to another location, which was a Wesley Center. So that was also a no, but that was with the old uh, mayor, Brian McLean. She absolutely loved what we were doing, but we didn't have the money for the space. So she's like, mm, I don't want to charge you because um, I know you guys are a new organization. That was still a no, right? So she <laughs> passed us to McKinley. And I'm like, Pastor Peters, like, we needed a space. And so he's like, you know what? You're new. I'll give you a chance. And so we've been at the McKinley um, United Methodist Church for the last, that's 2019, three years. So it went from being able to do it every three months, trying to find a location, pay money out of pocket. And I, at the time I was funding everything. We didn't get it incorporated till 2019. And so after that, we were here at McKinley. So instead of just bouncing around, we have a home on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We now have a location where we meet from six to eight at McKinley. Also that 12 age kind of dipped down because they had siblings. And then yeah. I've seen our fifth graders having the same um, or dealing with the same things as a 12-year-old. I'm like, dang, this generation moves a little quicker, but it's access yeah. to technology that really drives Absolutely. it. Yeah. So exposure. And I'm like, we can get down to fifth grade. Yeah. Absolutely. So is this, so what area in the country are you doing this in? Like, what state are you in? So when I started writing, I was in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. I was working at J.P. Morgan Chase, and I wanted to come home. I wanted to come home, and my mom had gotten to a bad car accident. It's a long idea, and I'm like, Mom, I can come home. I make decent money. You go in your home. It's, um, I don't, I got this, Mom. So I put on my Superwoman cape, came home, launched the program, and so we're out of Dayton, Ohio, not okay. Columbus. We went to Dayton. So is this something you want to expand past Dayton, or is this a local thing? Uh, definitely want to expand. We we receive girls, excuse me. We are receiving girls from Columbus. We receive girls from Cincinnati, from Toledo. And so whether we physically moved places early on, we're receiving their girls, especially for the summer. We were looking at expanding to Michigan. So Detroit, mm-hmm. Michigan, I have a partner well not a partner a friend almost like a sister who was in the Ohio State Young Scholars program with me because I went to Ohio State and she's in the military she's in the Air Force and she volunteers down here she's like Tia we should we should do it where I'm at because she's fully capable you know she has a psych psychology slash social work degree just like I do so we we may just skip a couple cities in between and go to another state okay is there a way that girls could um, join in with you guys um, via, you know, like Zooms or if they're not in Dayton or not in the state? Yeah, more, more. We have a YouTube page. We have Instagram, we have Facebook. Um, we can use Zoom. That's a free base for us. I think Microsoft X or Microsoft Word, whatever it's called, 
can't even think of it. So many different virtual interactions. They can always just just hit us up, email, Instagram, Girls Emerge Against Maturity, Facebook's the same name, YouTube's the same name, and say, hey, can we join in? Um, we do recommend that they understand confidentiality, meaning the conversations that we have is just for us, our sisterhood. It is not to be exploited by any means. Um, for example, we have something called a gym box. Within that gym box, our girls are able to ask anonymous questions that they are afraid to talk about in general. So it can stem around sexuality, mental health, yeah. how they deal with parents, dating, school, um, ins and out about the program. So yeah. um, it's always a, a way to expand on it. We just ask for confidentiality. Yeah, and that's a very safe thing to have. I mean, you know, remembering back to when we were you know, going through adolescence and not having that space um, for us to be able to share that and, you know, to have this yeah. conversation with older, you know, matured women that really aren't our mothers or <laughs> our aunts and somewhere that we are, you know, that we feel confident in, in really saying, you know, just, I need someone to talk to that I don't yeah. feel like judged as well. Yeah, so. so the gym box actually adds to it because Sometimes even when you are in the same space, you feel like questions may be dumb or yeah. <laughs> you may be the only one that is experiencing experiencing it. Yeah. So when you're dealing with questions about, you know, an alcoholic mother, you don't know that the other girls in the room, parent is also suffering from addiction, you know. Right. Um, but you won't know that out loud because that's a that's a portion that touches you that you may be not as comfortable, not necessarily ashamed, just not as comfortable as expression. So that box, our gym box, we've had over 150 questions for the last five years. Wow. And when I say those questions absolutely blow my mind, it, it's, it's amazing that they're able to think the way that they do because we forget we're not teenagers anymore, right? I'm in my early 30s. I forgot I even thought as a teenager before because you know we were past that space or that stage in our lives so we kind of forget so i like i love to hear that you um have a psychology background because i think that's a lot of what we want to highlight on the show i have a psychology background too so it's a lot of what i want people to understand is like very important you know what i mean um so as far as like you said, you get uh, the stories and you talk to different people. Can you share some insight on how you're able to manage all this energy? And you know what I mean? All you have, all the empathy and sympathy you have to use in the site, like social science field. Being patient. Being patient is key. Being non-judgmental is ultimate because I was young once, you know, I participated in a lot of different activities that my parents know any idea of, but to them, I was a straight A student and an athlete, you know, I, I had manners in my household, mainly my mom has a black belt karate, but you don't want those. <laughs> yeah. I I, now, you know, you're going to try it because you're coming into your hormones, but you're not going to try it, try it all the way yeah. day, like. Like we're about the same size now, um, but in in that uh, I almost forgot the question. Laughing at my mom, that's funny. <laughs> Wait, repeat the question because I remember just one time I was like, uh, so how do you and she flex a little bit. My bad. How do you handle the? I wouldn't say a, a emotional 
emotional turmoil, turmoil, but like emotional baggage that just comes with your career, what you do. How do you handle it day to day? Being empathetic. Um, sympathy and empathy are two different things when you're mm-hmm. trying to dive into the counseling field or the the conversation. No, I would say counseling field. You can't take on everything, right? Unfortunately, you can't take on the barriers or the burden of other people. You have to be understanding where they're coming from mentally, physically, emotionally, but I can't take that home with me because it would begin to affect me. Everyone is going to go through their own seasons of ups and downs, but being able to go, I acknowledge your season, I'm there for you through your season, but I can't take it home. So when girls are experiencing different, when they're suffering, you know, through different aspects of their life, dealing with death, dealing with breakups, dealing with um, figuring out their gender, you know, Mm -hmm. um, sexuality, when they are trying to make a decision about a group of friends of who they're dating, different relationships, you have to be in a space where being open is key. However, you cannot, A, pass judgment. You can't enforce your ideas. You can only have an open dialogue and provide resources. When I say provide resources, I don't have those additional ABCs after my name, like PhD or the things that's before my name, like MRS, like Mrs., you know. Um, and so when I speak to kids, I speak to them in a way that they can figure out things on their own or I point them in the right direction if they're suffering from mental health Ill- illnesses, get them over to a child psychologist or psychiatrist. If they're asking religious questions, get them to a pastor, get them mm-hmm. to someone who's an expert in that lane, right? Um, my parents that are also dealing with their kids and dealing with their own lives, getting, getting our parents resources to speak to someone, to have that open dialogue with someone to let loose of what they're experiencing. I do parent check-ins and often they're like, yeah, my child, uh-uh, let's separate from your child for just one moment. How are you doing? Yeah. How are you experiencing life? Sure. So in that space, um, I would say being able to be empathetic mainly. Because sympathy yeah. is hard on you sometimes. Yeah. And I, everything you said definitely was on point. <laughs> um, I would say in the beginning, a lot of, um, I think what we all experience is those detachment issues. We, we hold on to an idea of who we think we are and how we think life works. And we can't grow from that idea because that idea is safe. We know how it works. We know the ins and outs. But I think a lot of what life is, is the unknown. You know what I mean? It's being comfortable with what you don't know. And I think that will bring us closer as people if we accept. There's a lot that we don't know about each other. But sometimes we're so, we try to be so certain with what we think we're seeing in another person. And we don't realize they have a whole life outside of these moments that we're seeing them in. So this doesn't really give us much. You know what I mean? So we shouldn't even be looking for these type of aspects and I think that comes from having open-mindedness just how you look at yourself and you can accept what you see in yourself and what you feel like you haven't achieved yet so because I think sometimes too when we're trying to help people we're trying to help them get to places we felt we haven't went versus assessing where they are the help they actually need versus the help we have to offer because I think that eliminates us feeling like we can help everyone because if this person needs help that I can't give I I immediately have to delegate them to somebody who is a professional in this field. You, yeah, you can't have that ego that, and pride. 
Yeah, and, and, and it's, there's no room for it in, in growth. I feel like you can only grow through truth. So you have to accept who you are, not who you want to be or who you feel you should be or who you feel pressured that other people want you to be. I think it's accepting who we actually are in that moment. Then we can assess, okay, I need this kind of help. You know what I mean? Maybe it's my temper or maybe I don't speak, speak up enough. It, you can be on opposite ends of the spectrum and still need work. So I think humility is like, for me, is always the beginning. It's accepting the work we need to do. Then we can be like, okay, I feel you can do this work. But sometimes we just try to help others and we aren't even helping ourselves because it's the easier task to help someone else. You're not responsible for how that goes. But when it's yourself, you got to deal with that. You know what I mean? The repercussions of your actions. Mm -hmm. So um, how do how did you do you, how do you feel like, um, you manage your levels through your journey that you've been going through in, uh, in I would say social health. Cause I feel like in, the like in the beginning for me, it was, it was hard because a lot of what I was seeing and people learning about people while I was in school and while I was talking to people was like, I was taking it personally. You know what I mean? Like I knew people like this and I'm like, this is what they've been doing this whole time. But I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Go ahead. Tell me. Tell me about your wife. <laughs> but I'm at like this motherfucker. I'm in the back of my head, like, wait till I get off work. <laughs> you passive aggressive little. Okay. All right. So hey, I've did, seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's hard to separate. I think that's like I got out of clinical. So like I do mostly psychology now, do the show, I do events. But it's like, it's what we already do. It's like kickbacks, it's barbecues. Like it's stuff we already do. And then I implement the psychology into a comfortable setting for everyone versus like an office and you see all my books and my stuff on the wall. Like I ain't like that. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll come to your house and we can talk because I want you to be comfortable. <laughs> yeah, like I want you to be comfortable, but I also as much as I'm learning to accept you. I want you to be able to see me as an equal, not someone who feels superior because I feel like that changes the conversation. When someone, they start to feel like you're being condescending versus like, I'm trying to help you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the first part of that, that I learned through humility was like, man, I'm trying to tell people to help themselves and I don't know how to help myself. So once I helped myself, I understood. I was like, okay, the first thing I need to be telling them is like, you gotta learn to help yourself first. And then we- you gotta put in the work. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm doing everything and telling you everything to do, I'm not helping you. I'm doing the work for you. If you're doing Please. the work, and I add to what you're doing, then I'm helping you. But yeah. you got to be doing, the, you have to have the foundation. You know what I mean? You got to want it. So I like, I just want to know the journey for you. this whole, from you being a kid to the point where you're like, yeah, I'm going to do psychology. Like, I'm going to help people. <laughs> like, it didn't I, come I, that way. It didn't come that way. So I found an old career passport. Um, you know, when you're in high school, your senior year, they ask what you want to be and where you want to go to school. So I knew where I was going to school. Luckily, the Ohio State has a young scholars program that they accept you in in the sixth grade. However, you have to maintain a 3.5 GPA from the sixth grade. And then I think maybe it's a 3.0. I can't remember. No, I think it's like a three. I don't know. I can't remember. But I know it's above a 3.0 until you graduate from high school, right? There, you you slack below it, get a 2.9, they give you a warning, and then you lose your scholarship, whatever. So, man, I knew I wanted to do psychology, but I told my family I wanted to become a doctor, like an MD. Mm, uh, okay. okay. 
And so I did my MD stuff, did chemistries, I did organic biology, I did all of that. And then I came to anatomy, right? Anatomy, you're supposed to kill because you're supposed to be a doctor, right? You're supposed to knock it out the park. But nah, actually, I sucked at anatomy. I hated the human body. It was disgusting. I was dealing with cadavers. It was gross. Can't watch grades. I don't like looking at none of that. I've never seen I didn't, that. I didn't know. I didn't know I didn't have a juice <laughs> like that. On paper, Latin term, medical, Latin terminology, I'm hurt. You feel me? Like, I'm hurt. But at 6 a.m. when I was going to deal with these dead bodies, let me give the um, the medical term, the cadavers, I was on the phone with my dad, like, daddy, <laughs> Uncle JC, I hate this class. I hate the human body. This is not for me. So coming into my senior year, I changed it. I only had one more semester left, and it was off to med school right mm. no nah, I dropped it I was a double major anyway psychology was my my other major so I'm like okay. cool I'm gonna rock with I'm gonna rock with psychology okay. okay that was it was I already had it written in high school I wanted to be a psychologist but I did not I did not know I couldn't be a doctor uh, a MD so that's like I had big dreams um, yeah. but through college I actually lost my scholarship okay I didn't so I had to pay out of pocket and I'm like dang I done lost my scholarship my dad passed away right before graduation I was suffering like mentally emotionally physically I was lost right I was mm -hmm. drinking I was partying my grades dropped I'm like this is hell like yeah. this is not A to B B to C C to D and that's how you think your life is going to travel you think it's yeah. just gonna be a straight <laughs> point and it was not that for me I was failing when I was a straight A student my whole life, I didn't understand C's. I was an athlete. I don't like to lose. Like, I don't like to yeah. lose anything. I'm a competitor by nature. So mm -hmm. my journey from straight A student in high school, ah, some D's here, whatever. Um, probably a D. I think I got a D in um, calculus. I tore my ACL. So that was like sad because I couldn't hoop. Like, that's all yeah. I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't play ball. So when I got to college, I had a point to prove. So I played for OSU Newark and I played uh, for our traveling team at main campus in Columbus. Okay. So it, it wasn't that straight path I thought it was going to be. Yeah. My dad died right before graduation. So I'm like, this is not yeah. what was in the books. You didn't no. tell me this is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. like that, that didn't go down like it was supposed to. Like, what are you talking about? And yeah. then I'm like, I don't want to go back to school. So I started working multiple jobs. I was at White House Black Market and Bath and Body Works. And then I got on at Time Warner. From Time Warner, I went to Huntington. Huntington, I went to J.P. Morgan Chase. And I worked at Chase for about six years. Yes, I, I, I just walked away from Chase last June. Right, I was a safe. So team writing, working at Jessica. Okay. Um, <laughs> about opening a group home so I'm writing stuff for a group home I have no interaction with teenagers other than my niece and my nephew so I'm just like I'm writing talk about faith writing I have no idea yeah. that yeah. I'm writing for a hundred girls that I've seen within this five year 
process. All I know is what it was like for me being a pie girl. When I say a pie girl, I did a little bit of this. So I know I was popping, you know, I I had self-esteem. I didn't suffer from self-esteem issue. My daddy, my mom, my grandfather, grandma, they instilled it. You're beautiful. You're smart. Whatever. Right. Yeah. So didn't suffer from self-esteem issues, um, pride issues, anger issues. Yes. Um, I was an athlete. I was a nerd. Um, to me, I could dress. Um, I had social skills. I like insects. I like nature. So I, I can fish. I can start a fire. So I was a pie girl. I do a little bit of everything. So mm. I'm like, there have to be other girls like me that are not just this or that. Yeah. And if it's girls that are just this and that, no, you can have a little bit of this to you. Somebody else will like that you have a little bit of this to you or a little yeah. bit of that to you and you're not so superficial or you're not so anti-woman. Well, I don't want to be this because this fits this mode. No, you can be in this yeah. mode and this mode and this mode and this mode. And if people don't respect that you are all of that, then they don't need to be near you anyway. That's Absolutely. Right. That's what I was writing for, my pie girl. So mm-hmm. that transition from high school to college to adulthood was was not a to, a to b it was like a then it went to b but then it ended up at f and i had to go back to c because i missed some spots yeah, and little detours little knickknacks um from going to chase and working there two different positions went from policy yeah. and procedure that's like the legal stuff became a banker it was all about money i got a promotion um to go into investments and i walked away from all that money i was like wow. you know what yeah. i'm cool i'm gonna yeah. just jump off into the water and see if I can swim. Mm-hmm. So I'm approaching one year of being an entrepreneur, being a founder, being a business owner. Hey. This is crazy. It's not. Yeah. What was this not? It was a this and that and other. It was linear. I think that's the proper word. It was linear. Yeah. It's been great. Crazy I think. Great. I think what it sounds like to me is something I'll speak on as far as like how our journey is and, and the journey of balance. Going in and out, in and out. I don't know what's happening. Maybe it's my perception. Oh, uh, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, I can hear you. Okay. Too. It might be my service, so yeah, bear with me. But it's I think it's the balance of um going in and out and learning who we are because it's funny that you said um you were trying to, you know, feel or be in a space where you feel like other women think similarly to how you think, but like literally listening to your life is similar to my life, like to the basketball, to the injuries, everything is the same business. Man, I've been self-employed, like, yeah, legit. but I've been self-employed for like seven years. So like we on different timelines, but it's the same story. You know what I mean? And I was at Chase too. I retired from Chase. And I was going to quit. And my manager, I told him my story. And he was like, nah, you might want to retire. I'm like, yeah. He like, yeah, like, just retire. I was like, all right, fuck it. And I, and that was that. You know what I mean? How I did you retire? At that point. <laughs> <laughs> it was retire? Like that I had to bail out. Yeah. But I was like, all right, bet. <laughs> they didn't give me retire paperwork. I put in six years. Can I that? <laughs> oh, they still sent me a bill of what they felt I owed vacation time. I said, yeah, y'all ain't getting that. Back. Y'all, y'all good. Y'all got it. Look y'all, at y'all got stop. it, big dog. Y'all, y'all up right now. Like, what? You trying to collect some money? Y'all, y'all got it. Y'all good. I still y'all ain't going to miss me. Y'all all right. <laughs> and this was like 20, 
2014, 2015. So at that point, I was opening a shoe store. And like, like in retrospect, I should have probably kept my job a little longer stacked. But like in that moment, I was ready to have my like, I woke up one day like y'all can't pay me enough to come in here for 40 hours a week. And I was really working like 50 hours a week because I'm just overachiever type shit. <laughs> And but then I thought about it. I was like, y'all give me a million dollars a year. I come in here, punch that clock 40 hours a week. I don't say shit. And then put that money into my shit. And after like just seed it and then retire how I did. But if it's anything under that, I can't I can't do it. So I was there less and less. You know what I mean? It's funny that this shit just came up, but I was I literally got into uh FMLA. Like I was doing everything I could to not be there, but still had that job mm-hmm. for the benefits. FMLA was nice though, because I needed but, it. So in oh, 2019, that's a finesse's dream. <laughs> Get off the phone. <laughs> no, I didn't finesse it. I, I didn't like, finesse like, it. I did. I promise. I didn't finesse it. FMLA oh, was a necessity. From the back. And I'm saying this because my nephew was murdered, and I had a whole mental breakdown. I'm like, bro, how am I supposed to? That's yeah. my very first nephew. If you didn't know, Dayton, yeah, Ohio, yeah. I think is top five in killings. Right? He was 18. Absolutely. And I'm like, I just turned 30. He was shot a day before my birthday. I'm out in Vegas kicking it. I got a phone call. I'm mm. like, what? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, y'all tripping. Like, he gonna bounce back. You know, people get shot all the time, you know. Yeah. He didn't. So I went from, I, you know, kids get killed, uh, unfortunately. Let me make sure I, I word this right. Children, you lose their life to gun violence or suicide or any other things a lot but I did not think it would be me I didn't think it would be my nephew Mm. I didn't think it would be my firstborn nephew I didn't think that like that would never happen when I say never I could have put anything in in everything I own in my account on it like that had never happened to me I never experienced that right me and God God you already took my dad you already did all this with never put me through that it happened yeah. So FMLA to me, I needed that shit because I done cuss because I'm thinking like <laughs> it was like I needed this break. Yeah. I needed it. I was working at a branch where I didn't feel comfortable with the manager either. I love JP Morgan, but the, wasn't comfortable with the manager. And I'm like, look, Tia, you're going to snap. You're going to go back yeah. to a place where I was a teenager. I love to fight. Like I don't I don't mind. <laughs> like I don't, <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind. I mean, I'm light-skinned, I'm a bruise easily, but I don't care. And that's yeah. another thing when it comes to my girls, they see me in this form, but yeah. I'm like, your your attitudes could never amount to mine. I was a straight-A yeah. student that liked to talk and didn't care. So when you call my mom, it's not that I couldn't read or couldn't do math. It was, man, she's not listening. She's not conforming. Yeah. I can remember in the fifth grade, uh, what was Miss Sanders, Miss Saunders? I think her name was Miss Saunders. She asked me how to structure her class because I was down there insinuating a riot whenever I wanted to do something. <laughs> if I'm not doing it, the whole class not doing it. Wow. That's on that. Oh, so to good. understand that, <laughs> to understand that I had that type of power at yeah. fifth grade, what are you, 11 in the fifth grade, 10? Yeah. That's dangerous. That's so she mad. had to have a conversation with me and my mom yeah. how to structure her class because it, it would not flow if I didn't want it to flow. Anarchy! <laughs> she run around, anarchy! <laughs> I like that Crazy. I don't know what it means, but I love it. I like that I don't know what it means. But that's dangerous. 
because I don't have an IEP, right? Yeah. I have both my parents. I don't fit the mode of what it looks like to struggle as a teenager or a, a elementary kid, but I was I was suffering from different things. Yeah. Absolutely. We all I was, I was, and so I'm like, man, like yeah. how could I get this that's together? Psychology, though. I think that's the that's like day one, lesson one when you want to get into psychology, you have to understand. When you're healing trauma, you create more new trauma. Mm-hmm. That's just how life works. Because life is about how we handle and manage that trauma and our emotions and how we experience these different things. And making sure we don't project something that happened to me 10 years ago on this person I just met today. Because they no way have any connection to why I feel this. To way. what that was. Mm-hmm. Put them through this, you know what I mean? Punishment when they did nothing wrong. Yeah. And we got to learn to love ourselves and learn to love like who we were and the versions of ourselves we had to create in that moment to survive. But also we have to learn to detach from that when we're no longer mm-hmm. in those circumstances. You know what I mean? It's, it's the progression. It's the cycle of life. And I feel like it's, it's painful. And a lot of people get it sold on it. And when they buy in, it's like, yeah, it's going to be this great, wonderful thing. And they do it and they see how like hard it is and how shitty it is. And they don't, they're not comfortable with even saying like, damn, this is shitty or even dealing with it. So it, it, it devours you. You know what I mean? Eventually. It's it does. So it does. I so- that, that was something, I guess the connection earlier I wanted to make. So you can just paint some insight for us on psychology. Cause, because again, me and you are very similar. Just le- listening to like your timeline. So how do you deal with something? I feel like I dealt with as a result of who I was like overstimulation. When you just have too much energy and you got too much insight and you feel un- unstoppable because again you that's a business place to be <laughs> you start a business <laughs> that's a dangerous place to be in when you feel like can't nobody tell you nothing or you ain't wrong or like how i feel is how oh, i feel oh you go through heartbreak you go through heartbreak you go through heart hardness you go through being in a relationship with people you're not supposed to be in a relationship yeah. with because when you're inside of that relationship it gets volatile you know yeah. I felt like my mom was in domestic violence situation so sometimes I, I for a long time I thought I'm supposed to fight my boyfriend like mm. that's supposed to happen you mm. know I've seen it Too smart that's for your supposed own to happen right mm. and so the dudes I'm dealing with either they had a girl that liked to fight them or spaz Dude, a lot of my friends, they mom used to fight them. And that's when that's how they got into that, like feeling like, oh, me fighting a woman is cool. Or I went through um, because I got this is my life story. So I don't have any whole siblings. Siblings. Some people do. I don't okay. have any whole siblings, but I have seven siblings, right? Two by my mom. I just found out that I had another sister in 2020. When I said another sister, she's 27 with two kids. We're from the same city. Uh, I was playing around with 23 and me and it says, congratulations, you have a half sister. What? what are you talking about? My dad's been dead since 2013. How do I have a half sister? <laughs> Impossible. Wow. Impossible. But numbers don't lie. So don't lie. I looked yeah. at this girl and I'm like, hi. But I was angry at my dad at the, at the time in 2020 because my business is successful. I'm winning at life by definition, but I don't have yeah. somebody I wanted with me. Yep. Right. So I'm screaming and I'm talking to God or slash talking to my dad. I don't know who I was talking to, but talking whatever to somebody. I did, they felt it. I, whoever yeah. it was, they felt it and they sent me a sister. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I'm like, 
her name is Stormy. Hi, Stormy, if you ever see this. <laughs> and so me and her immediately bonded because yeah. she was yearning for her half, trying to figure out her whole, why yeah. she has this flamboyant personality that didn't fit her house. <laughs> that's the, that's <laughs> in the magic world where we call reincarnation. Yeah. Right, and she fits just with our other brothers because it's just me and her. Remember, yeah. I, now it's four boys plus me and her, so I'm like, cool, I got a sister. Yeah. I have a sister with my mom, um, but I grew up with her, that was my big sister. She was tormenting me when I was younger, and so oh, now she's uh, you I, I torment yeah. her as it's an different. adult. Live and live out siblings is hit different completely. Yeah. <laughs> completely i mean it was real fights going down at that house like that's why i got the hands i do today um yeah. <laughs> but well. it's a five-year gap between me and her but it's also i think a five-year gap between me and my younger sister as uh, well so i'm i'm a middle sister i went yeah. from being a little sister to a big sister to a little sister so i see dynamics now that my older sister is like you're annoying yeah yeah i'm a um, young Shout out to all the youngest in the world. I'm the youngest. I was the youngest. <laughs> I'm just the I, oldest. I was the youngest. The oldest. So, so you had all the responsibility. See, I was the youngest all with the, the most responsibility. I, yeah. I was the youngest with the most responsibility because they knew, like, all right, Tia's yeah. going to handle it a little bit different. Be different. I'm this like, one okay. different. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm the oldest yeah. of siblings from my mom, the oldest of all the grandkids, so... Yeah, right. Yeah. I was, yeah. yeah. But you yeah. also got the spoil aspect of it too, because you were the first. They, yes. Yeah. Yes. And what's funny is that. Was this you for a little yeah. bit? Yeah. Shout out if they're listening. I know my aunts will say it. Like they make fun of me all the time. Like, She's spoiled. You're spoiled. It's first, the first and first. So yeah, I was the rebel. I was the revolutionary. <laughs> Ready to go to war. Out the womb. What about the rebel? I don't think I was the rebel, but I was always an innovator. Yeah. I came up with the yeah. ideas all the time. Um, my mom, like, you would get in trouble in my household if you was a follower. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you followed somebody down that and you did that because everybody else was doing, you're in trouble. Oh. But you would get in less trouble if you were the leader. So yeah. do you want the the worst aspect of the whooping or you want the whooping is going to be bad, but it's not yeah. going to be the conversation of, why are you following somebody? Yeah. You want to lose twice today or lose once? <laughs> uh, one and a half. You're going to lose one yeah. and a half. Because <laughs> you're still going to get whatever that's coming. Um, my mom didn't beat me, y'all. She didn't beat me. But Every, I tell you, I should black belt karate. You never got a woman? Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. A lot. Yeah, I used to get I, I like. I was rough. I mean, I was climbing on roofs, climbing trees. Oh, I was yeah. in the baths. Well, if you all know from, from Dayton, it's something called the Soda Baths. I used to be at the Boys and Girls Club all the time. So it was a kid, kid that was from ultimately the projects, you know. I was integrated into a lifestyle because I was in drill team. So I met a certain mm-hmm. basis of kids yeah. that you like, you think you can do that? I'm going to try it. Cool. But let's do it my way because we do it this way mm, we don't get in a little bit of trouble let's let's make sure we get out of the situation mm, i was yeah. a, i'm gonna do it but we're not gonna get caught yeah. <laughs> like so you, that's you why when i speak to my girl reactive but i think a lot of that is 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 like connected to psychology like to me i've always felt like 
psychology was a black science, like, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, African-Americans, Africans, like, they see each other as different, but I just see, like, black people. So I feel like this was always our science, like, to teach us life skills so we can understand, like, how to navigate the world. I think sometimes people are looking for the answers to a perfect life, but, like, that's not out there. Like, the only answers is out there to show you how to live the life you want to live without all the, like, recoil and blowback. You know what I mean? And I feel like this is something now on a point we got to share with each other, like, our life experiences and where we see ourselves and who we want to be. So who, so everything you've been through and who you are today, where do you want to take that to? Like, what's next for you? So I was, over the summer, I was in a, a leadership meeting where we were getting bestowed a board, a board member, right? But in mm-hmm. this leadership meeting that was through the Dayton Area Chambers of Commerce, there were, I think it was the American Cancer Society, the Dayton Art Museum, the, who else was in that group? A lot of 100 years, 150 years nonprofit organizations. That's where I want to see myself. Which is amazing. Like when I'm dead and gone, when I'm dead and gone, I want our, not necessarily my legacy, this legacy, this foundation to be everything that it was. That if I'm starting at 80%, the next person can take it to 80.5% or 81%. The next program director, the next other organization person to to build and go up. So to see myself, um, what is that? We five years in, so 145 years later. <laughs> I'm not going to live that long. <laughs> I see, I see an organization that has impacted black young girls or bronze girls. I was talking to a guy in the health food store when I was grabbing some frankincense. He was like, you know, in the Bible, we're not called black, we call bronze. They probably called us that for a reason. So when I messaged Jessica, I was like, you know, bronze. I I see it being um, way bigger to me, almost like a Girl Scout, where that longevity, that um, that culture, which is for all girls, but this is for us. This is for girls, high girls. These are um, nature, sports, mathematicians, science, psychologists, um, medical doctors, where they have a space to grow. And to go or engineers, right? Yeah. Models. Sounds, sounds like a village to me, but yeah. keep going, proceed. Yeah. So they have a space <laughs> to have express yourself events. They have these things that are continual. Like they sell Girl Scout cookies, you know. Um, but as we're teaching the community about the things that they need to learn, what we have coming up, we're blessed with five years, right? So we're having our annual celebration April the 9th where we're in our financial literacy course. And within that, we're having a duel with the community of Dayton. Do you guys know more about financial literacy than what we do? Yeah. In these three months that we've been taught things, we're gonna talk, can you distinguish between a trust and a state account? Yeah. Bonds versus stocks, compound interest versus simple interest. Can you be our girl? And ultimately that's gonna teach them <laughs> Something that they've never even experienced yeah. before. And I and I believe our girls are gonna win. You know, yeah, I believe they probably win. <laughs> it's, it's a it's up, but we have some partners that's in the financial field. So you know they can't wait to put their two cents in. Yeah. But they're not gonna be able to answer all the questions though. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think they should sit out there. I think that's the point, though. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Making everyone feel like yeah. they can do this and making everyone feel like you can take control of your finances because that's the truth. Like, everyone has that potential, but, and it's not always even how much money we make. Sometimes it's how much we spend and it's our habits. And I think, yeah, this is, this, this is something I've been pushing like the last decade is financial literacy and just learning even in my own rights how I can do better with saving and investing and managing and so on and so forth. So um yeah this was this was awesome the whole conversation. <laughs> I, I loved it. <laughs> is there anything you want to leave the people at home with? or wherever they are? Um, I don't, I don't know either. So I want to circle <laughs> back. April the 9th at the Dayton Metro Library from 12 to 4 p.m. We are having our fifth annual celebration. Please come down, bring your kids. It's open to the community. Um, donation tickets are welcome. Come see what we do or what we have been doing for the past five years. Our girls are going to put on their own presentations based off their own version of what it means to be a gym to them. We are graduating our very first senior who's been with me all five years. I almost have a tear because oh, wow. this is my, my girl. That's awesome. So, yeah. She's almost like a little prodigy. I'm like, you've been with me this whole time. So you've seen me grow. You've seen the program grow from only doing it every three months or every two months to having a space, a safe space every week that you yeah. know where we're going to be at every time. Um, yeah. And kids need consistency, right? Absolutely. So, having a location and i'm thankful for mckinley fifth third actually sponsored this program so i'm thank you i'm thankful for fifth third um for building our our literacy program technology and literacy and we're going to show them that their coins was not in vain that their space was not in vain yep that is awesome well for those who can't join it on the fun in dayton um is there somewhere that they can uh, um donate um any tickets to help the cause or to help you guys so is it right just type in money moves dayton ohio is going to pop up you can visit our website we have cash app we take cash app Venmo, <laughs> Venmo. all of it. <laughs> I, I need to stay off tiktok i really do yeah. i need to stay off tiktok <laughs> because i'm telling you all the little slogans be running in my head um but all of that is on our website. I think our cash app is Gems, G-E-M-S, the letter in the number two, maturity, M-A-T-U-R-I-T-Y, spell check, but I think that's right. Um, visit our website. We have YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. I think we're everywhere, kids, teenagers, the youth are, um, and just see what we do. Gives. Um, yeah, we, 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 look around. we look forward. We're definitely going to be tapping in a lot more. Um, I feel like we're going to be at the event. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. If nothing else is going on that we have to be at, I will be there. Bring I your will, kids. It's fun. Know. It's going to be vision yeah. boards. It's going to be games. It's going to be vendors. Um, and okay, it's a battle. You know, our girls are going yeah. to win. I, love <laughs> I don't like beating girls, but I love battles. No, 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 no. <laughs> be competitive and try to win because i like I, I have to research these things now that's why nah I don't be cheating really, come with your natural born knowledge of what you got your inert knowledge he about to be in like the way that much is that a, a tablet i'm like no i'm not 
Gotta I'm gonna do like I do my kids. Hey, everybody, <laughs> hand me your phones. Check it in. I just bought my realtor with me because that's my friend. <laughs> so okay, we have okay. We have a realtor coming today, Miss Kimberly Williams. Oh, um, nice. She's coming to talk about on property. So just to talk about the session, I don't know. We have to get the phone out. Yeah. The phone is the podcast. Are we still going? Oh no, right. no we going, baby. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I can keep going. We're inside of our express yourself sessions. Those are what we have every week. Um, yeah. Express yourself events is how we summarize things. So our girls, they they earn their certificate, they do their presentations, or they do X amount of things to serve the community. That's right. how they also learn their um, earn their volunteer hours. So uh, mm-hmm. we had Miss Amani to come down. She's from Parity. She's an accountant. We had Fifth Third to do the banker aspect of it. Check how to write a check, debit cards, whatever. We have Miss Kim- Kimberly Williams coming in. She's a realtor. The value of owning property yeah um legacy things you know to learn residual to earn residual income we have mr ron jones from jp morgan chase coming in he's a financial advisor so teaching about trust estates investments stocks bonds nfts things that they need to know right um bitcoin you know um virtual currency this i would say kind of is to get our girls to recognize they may not remember all of it right but it's it's exposure so what you don't remember now when you come back around to it when you need it like knowing your credit how to build credit and be there I didn't learn about that I remember sitting next to Jordan in um, policy and procedures and she's like yeah my credit is at 800 I'm like how is your credit at 800 my parents put me on on my on their credit card when I was 16 nobody knew that hack that is a hack it's, oh yeah i did that your credit card yeah you knew it when then or now <laughs> i mean i've always done it but yeah still to the authorized user yeah i didn't know anything about that yeah. i went well my mama to put me on her <laughs> credit card you reporting you did everything you do show them on there yeah, yeah. but okay. nobody knows that well i ain't gonna say nobody i, I would say that. i don't want to the episode has been friendly so i don't want to be controversial but white people know that like yeah. people know I, that she, we just white girl. Know. <laughs> that's how Listen, they was 17 18 credit she, drop, she dropped that on me i was 20 you didn't know that five <laughs> and i looked at her like they did what and so what i did is i added rp to my nephew stefan g ray hunter jr i added mm-hmm. him to my credit card when he was 16 so one day he was in class uh, he was at job court and he was talking to one of his teachers like man I got perfect credit I don't know what the teacher tried to say or tried to pull he pulled up credit karma and seen that perfect credit score baby that was yeah. me you know you didn't, but, yeah. he but he knew the importance of he wasn't playing he was on hand yeah. like, <laughs> that's a black man at 18 with a perfect credit score he can he's he he's rich he's no debt perfect credit score you're rich you're yeah. literally rich yeah. and to know that and i don't know what the back and forth was about he's like but auntie let me tell you oh, yeah. like, but that was me learning in an instant at 25 let me see if i was 25 he was like 15 16 i think he was i was like 26 so he was like 16 we're 11 years apart maybe i was 27 i don't know i can't remember but i added him to my credit card because it was a credit card hey it only had a 500 limit all i paid was my t-mobile phone bill and that's still, still the only thing i pay on it to this day so his credit score was perfect, not a blemish. Yeah. And to him, and I learned that by a side conversation. 
I learned it from a side oh, conversation. Yeah, was... And when Jordan told me that, I was looking at her like, yeah. You can do that? Didn't even know. Blew my yeah. mind. But that's the intuitiveness. I feel like most of the things like that in them simulate like situations I learned was random. Mm-hmm. And I didn't come here today to learn this, but I heard it. I'm like, wait, wait, damn, wait. that makes sense. Okay. Let me try it. And you tried it and it worked. <laughs> and they was right. <laughs> I don't think she meant to tell me the white secrets. No, I'm just like doing it. <laughs> we wrote it down and we shared with the friends though. Called her dad. Say with your friends. Let them know. No. Oh no. I, I didn't know that I was telling Janet but I, and they was there. But I think I got it. But they know. Out, though, guys. I think we got the info. <laughs> so I, I got it off a, of a random conversation. And that was like an unlocked financial secret that really helped my nephew. I mean, he didn't get to utilize it. But in yeah. the case of conversation, whatever that teacher was trying to impose on him or trying to assume about this young black man, yeah. they could. Because mm-hmm. yeah. technically, that agenda if he, them, because that's a lot of what they're, they're trying to program. Yeah. Like, they're programmers yeah. in some sense. And I feel like what you did on so many levels, just from a male's perspective, like, yeah. you couldn't even understand, like, how important that was. Mm-hmm. And I think even, like, the black, you know what I mean, brown, whatever you consider yourself, male in, a, in this country, like, money is centered a lot around confidence. So, yeah already in the beginning like when you get the opposite type of family like those people that was putting bills in your name and shit and like you owe money as soon as you realize what credit is it it, it messes with your confidence immediately like mm-hmm. your mental health like it immediately takes a hit it takes a strike and makes you feel like like less than and inadequate but sometimes like we do pull from the fact that we're we're at balance like we don't owe anybody no money and we can move freely and we know like, I don't got a bad spending habit, so I'm comfortable. Like, I'm cool with going to the mall because I know I ain't about to spend rent here. You know what I mean? Like, just go get a Cinnabon or something. That's cool. So I feel like what you were doing is, like, now what I push. You know what I mean? Because I was on the opposite end. Of, I was on the end. You were on as well. Like, a lot of things I know I had to teach myself through seeing someone else have it and, like, not being envious of it, but being like, damn, like, okay, they can get it, like, I can get it too. Like, cool. Like, I can, that makes sense. You know what Motivation. I mean? Like, well, they shouldn't have it because nobody gave that to me. I look at it like, okay, like, we all can have that. They might have taught themselves. I don't know. You know what I mean? So let me right. try to teach myself. And that early empowerment, like, I mean, it it changes your life. It changes how you enter your life. And I was fortunate to have a lot of situations I was able to bounce back from. But I also realized in that same situation, like everyone can't bounce back from this. So I gave myself grace and realizing like I, I made it through this. You know what I mean? I feel like almost mm-hmm. it gives you a responsibility to not testify, but share what you learn with someone else. Like someone who potentially might be in the same situation next year. And, and you can at least be that for them, at least be the faith that they need to get through these things. You know what I mean? So hearing them kind of mm-hmm. stories like, it's amazing. I had that a lot too. Like I grew up around a lot of older women who just admired me. Like I could do no wrong in their eyes. <laughs> Spoiled the hell out of me. But like I grew out of that. But I needed that. I needed to believe in myself. You know what I mean? And sometimes that's our greatest ally. Like you just knowing you can do it. And with people like what we're doing and people like what you do, like it's it's possible. You know what I mean? It makes it gives people hope. So that's love. Like 
Yeah, we all, we got two, three hours for stuff like this. I feel like these are conversations people need to hear and need to be a part of. And even yeah. if you like to hear it and you're like, yeah, they're saying dope things, like who? You need to be a participate. Share these conversations. Ask people these questions. Ask yourself these questions. Make yourself a little uncomfortable with not knowing who you fully are. That will help you realize who you are. You know what I mean? That will help you learn more about yourself. Like, that's why I love indulging these conversations that sometimes even show me, like, damn, like, how I thought about something was was misconstrued. Like, it was misguided. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it almost felt like it was tied to insecurity. And sometimes people set us free because they say things that's like, it, it opens us up. Like, okay, like, I need to have, a like, a, a broader mind versus such a narrow mind about what I feel I'm certain about in the world and, like, how people work and people's intentions. Because a lot of this, I feel like, ties into our relationships. Like, when I was going into therapy first, just overthinking, seeing similar things in this person I've seen in my past. So I'm like, I already know, you know, who you are and how you feel and what you think. And you was misjudging them. Yeah, because I wasn't humbling myself. Like, sometimes we feel overconfident. We think we know more than what we actually know. Relax, mama. Oh, hi, baby. Yeah. She's tired. She's like, okay, dad. <laughs> so I feel like more so everything that we, everything I feel like I've been showing people and been trying to get people to understand was more so not me teaching them, but me learning more about myself and me accepting more about myself that maybe, you know, I wasn't so open to accept. So leave us off just with some, give us some insight to things you've learned about yourself on this journey, things that you realize by, you know, your service to others, like what you do. Everybody needs a psychologist. Yeah, Ooh. absolutely. Yeah. Um, be forgiving of yourself, be forgiving of others. Um, be able to go back and say I thought one thing but now that I'm at this level I no longer think that way to be able to change and come to common ground with people see what you guys have in common before you look at what you have that's different that's all that That was beautiful okay tell everybody where they can find you at so they can follow you and make you famous more famous than you I don't know (laughs) About famous, but y'all can follow me uh, or us. I'd rather us. Girls Emerging into Maturity nonprofit organization can be found as our name, Girls Emerging into Maturity, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. Our website is girlsemergingintomaturity.org. If you ever need somebody to talk to, our contact phone number is 937 838 1969. Oh, okay. 937-838-1969 um, yeah that's where we at that's where we be yeah well Tia this is definitely not the last that we will be seeing of you or girls emerging into maturity thank you for joining us today uh, hi y'all do I stay on do I hang up what I do uh, you can stay on you just listened to the Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. You can find us on Instagram at Good Kickback and Facebook at Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. Make sure you're watering your plants, everybody. Subscribe, share, and love.